From the Summer Skate Studios behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live for November 1st, 2022. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. AT&T Wireless, unlimited high-speed 5G data at no extra cost. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game in style at summerskates.com. College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next stay at druryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy. And Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, college hockey fans, as it may be. NCAA, which means that it is time for College Hockey West Live, the spot where it all started for us at ITHSW Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight, live in Tempe, uh, not Tempe, Maricopa, Arizona, just south of the Phoenix metro area. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein, joining me from Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you this Tuesday night? I'm all right. I don't know where that is. If you uh, if you go a little south of Phoenix, about 15, 20 miles, yeah. you will be in Maricopa, Arizona. Really? Is that like on the way to Globe and Miami and stuff? No, oh, that's the wrong way. That's the wrong way. That's going west or east. Uh, you have to go south. Okay. <laughs> anyway, there's this, a beautiful Harris is... Resort out here. And, of course, our friends at Caesars have got us taken care of. So anytime I get a chance to stay at this beautiful facility, I will take that opportunity immediately. Yeah, just none of that was there when I was there. Yeah, well, when you come down here now, you'll know it was here. Last time you were here, it's probably John Wayne territory. Not anymore, oh, though. Now close. it's all houses and and buildings and businesses wow. and all kinds of stuff like queen creek and santan and yeah it's, uh, that that would be and, southeast and, and this is about straight south right well, like awatuki i mean awatuki was just like a blip yeah this is 20 miles south of awatuki oh, well yeah well 20 miles south of <laughs> awatuki used to be nothing yeah, farmland. <laughs> I don't even think it was that. Uh, farmland and the uh, the Gila River um, or the Akchin Indian Reservation. Let me get okay. it right. So, yeah, anyway. So that's where I'm at tonight. Uh, it's starting to cloud up, and I'm glad I'm getting out of here before the snow hits because that is going to hit tomorrow night. 
And uh, it's going to hit me in Denver. There's no doubt about it. But but I want to get there first. (laughs) Snow's going to hit you in Maricopa? No, I got to get out of here before it hits me somewhere between here and Denver, or I could be stuck between Albuquerque and Denver. Oh, okay. You're going to go that way? Yeah. Up to Albuquerque and across. All right. Well, I, I oh, listen. I don't. I don't know. You're the one that knows all the roads. I don't know. Anything. Yeah, I have all kinds of issues going on. People calling me, <laughs> interrupting my conversations. <laughs> my headphones aren't exactly working uh, properly. So, yeah, if, if I go in and out tonight, that's what it is. I'm just drifting. Yeah. Okay. I mean, listen. I just. I mean, that's normal. I'm the one calling you to interrupt. <laughs> that's normal. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, listen, I don't know what I'm trying to say because I'm still trying to figure out why every time I get let in, quote unquote, in the in the whatever you call it, the, the, the podcast room. room. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Everything speeds up for like 15 seconds and I don't I'm like what? Yeah, it's it's technology. That's what it is. It's okay. just technology. Okay, so it's Tuesday night. Uh, we were continuing on with our uh, conversations on uh, administrators. However, um, some administrators were not available tonight. So um, we had to do a little dance around that. I think we're going to have somebody from Air Force on uh, next week, next mm-hmm. Monday possibly. And okay. um, by that time, uh, we'll be talking uh, Arizona State again. I'm still working on trying to get Frank Ferrara to join us. Right. And talk a little bit about that program. And then we have the two Alaskas yet that we have to get in. So this is going to be yeah. uh, next week and the week after. And then we'll be uh, back to just talking hockey. But I thought tonight with no guest, it, it's time to let's start digging into this pairwise a little more. Let's, oh. What? I was going to say, it's time to start boring people. But I <laughs> No, but I, I think it's time to start not only talking about the matchups this weekend, because right hey, – Again, I need to be cloned or something because I have St. Cloud State at Denver. I have Minnesota Duluth at Colorado College, and I have Alaska Anchorage at Air Force. I can't be everywhere. So um, it it appears I'm going to see Minnesota Duluth and Colorado College on Friday night, and it appears I'm going to see St. Cloud State at Denver on Saturday night, and uh, our good friends at Air Force and and Anchorage are going to miss me one more time. Well, lucky them. Um, <laughs> you know, it's right. it's weird. There's a lot of. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, I'm I'm sitting here looking at at things, and it, I don't want to say. I mean, I guess St. Cloud and Denver would be the quote unquote marquee matchup. Based on the numbers. But, you know, and it is you know a full NCHC weekend. Everybody's playing each other. Um, I think there are big games and a lot of key early season conference matchups starting this week. Um, but, you know, nothing like last week where you had these sort of, you know, those interconference, you know, big matchups. Now, some of them were conference matchups too, but. Uh, like Cornell and Duluth and, uh, you know, Michigan and Western Michigan. Um, some of them were conference games too, but, 
uh, and, and some ranked teams against ranked teams, the other Maroon Gold team in Ohio State. A lot of splits. Um, but I don't see a lot of good hockey matchups. I wouldn't I just wouldn't say there's anything that you could term say sexy. Okay. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree with you on that. So let's start off tonight by just talking about the pairwise rankings that were uh, put out there because uh, I don't think people fully understand the pairwise. And I don't know if you can explain it uh, any better than I can or well, anybody else can. But uh, how does Harvard at two and zero sit atop the pairwise rankings when there are teams that are eight and zero and seven and one? I don't know. I I I, I don't know. Because it's the computer says they haven't lost yet, and they've actually played games. But neither has Penn State. <sighs> yeah, Penn State is third. Um, and they've played six more games. Well, listen, I'm, uh, it is the deal with it is the issue with computer rankings, right? I mean, the these same rankings, by the way, you would think they'd be the same in the different places that we look to, but they're not. They're not the same. You know, as I look at, well, here, for example, here's 19, 20, 21, and 22 on one site. AIC, Yale, ASU, Minnesota State. On the other site, and I don't know what the difference is, AIC, Notre Dame, Western Michigan, Michigan State. I mean, uh, Notre Dame, Western Michigan, Michigan State, ASU. What what two sites are you looking at? Because I've got the actual pairwise. It says... The pairwise rankings up. It's on the USCHO site, right? And are I you have... telling me that the pairwise is different on another site? Well, it seems like it. Hmm. That's interesting because uh, I thought the slightly... pairwise was just was just the same and given to multiple people. Maybe it just could be the way they feed it into the computer. I don't know. Well, anyway, there are some interesting things, and I think it, I can speak for you on this one when I also say that we don't think that the teams that are maybe in the top five right now are going to be in that position um, a month or so down the road. Uh, well, listen, I mean, uh, you know, I know that Harvard's been getting votes in the voter polls. Like I said, it's only been two games. Um, maybe St. Cloud is for real. We'll find out this weekend. You know, St. Cloud's got to go up to Magnus. And not if they lost. And and it's not like if they lost two games, though, that people would be like, "Uh, see, we told you St. Cloud was a mirage. Um, You know, maybe they're not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It's hard because they played eight games and they're 7-1-0. but I look at the people that they played, and I'm just not convinced that their competition has been as tough as, let's say, Arizona State. Well, you know, they have won those games, though. You know, I mean, and I get it. You got to, yeah, you got to beat the teams that are put in front of you, right? You know, I mean, if, if I look at my own non-computer rankings, right? I mean. Penn State at 12, they're 8 0. Um, Eddie Christian, Sue, or I have them fourth at 3 3 and 1. 
And he could look at me and like, well, how can an eight no team be down that low? Well, I don't know. It's just what, you know, it's just where I have them. It's just my estimation, just like everybody else's. Well, and um, let's be let's be fair about this. When I asked you to do that uh, a couple of years ago, I, I asked you to look at teams that that not only were there, but teams that you saw as teams that might be there in the end. And uh, am I wrong on that? Is that kind of the way you're looking at it? Like, hey, you know, North Dakota might be three three and whatever, but uh, but probably, they're going to be listen, there. There's probably some in the end. That. There's probably some of that. I mean. You know, do do teams that have been consistent over the last few years get the benefit of the doubt? Yeah, I guess so. But I've also watched a lot of games. Um, I haven't watched them all. Um, you know, you, you kind of try to base it as much on what you see as much as you can and you base it on other people's opinions that might get to see other teams more than you do um basically have the same teams at least in the top 10 to 12 teams it's really only once you get to the bottom that you're kind of like, okay, well, this is just a crapshoot. And, and I could, you know, pull names out of a hat and pick three out of six that should be in those spots. Yeah, and the other interesting thing, Paul, about the pairwise, and we know that this is what determines who's going to be in the national tournament and who isn't. But uh, you're looking right now, you got Arizona at 22. But uh, the one that I'm looking at, the USCHO one, uh, has them tied with Minnesota State at 22. Uh, then Northeastern follows them up at 24. And then Merrimack and um, uh, Rensselaer and uh, RIT and Boston College and Niagara, Omaha. Then you get to North Dakota at number 31. They are just barely ahead of Alaska right now. Did I lose you? Are you still here? Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. I tried to. I took a sip and I forgot to unmute myself. <laughs> uh, he was site, unmute, folks. Yeah. The 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 other site, you know, that's based out of you know with the guy that's out near you, has North Dakota 33rd in their chart. I don't know why it's different. You would think it'd be exactly the same. I don't think it is. Yeah, unless somebody's altering the pairwise, but the pairwise is the pairwise. It's supposed to be uh, a computer ranking that's just given out to media outlets to publicize. I, I, I get that. It's not supposed to be any changes in it. Well, like this, there's two different, like, but there's not, well, we'll, we'll just, since it's easy, we'll go with ASU, since they're, the, you know, um, I don't know um, how they decide to 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 put uh these numbers uh, how they decide what numbers are it makes things go in order um like one chart 
it seems like they're going in order by RPI. Um, and it does kind of seem that way on the other, but the numbers are not the same. Like on one, ASU is 0.5439. And on the other, um, ASU's number is uh, 0.556 or, I mean, I'm sorry, 0.5297. I, I don't understand it either. I really don't. Uh, the RPI. I mean, um, right. Those are the numbers I was giving you. The, like I said, the ASU RPI, 5493 yes. on one place. And in the other, the RPI for ASU is 5297. Well, I guess my, my point that I'm trying to make for the audience is that, uh, yes, this is what's going to determine who's in the national tournament and who isn't, along with, of course, the auto bids. But uh, it's really too early to uh, to even use this as any kind of a uh, measuring stick, I think, because, you know, I mean, we all know Stonehill is brand new, right? Um, they played uh, one game. They're 0-1-0, yet they're ahead of Dartmouth, Cornell, Princeton, Brown, and Yale. Did I lose you again? I gotta forget. I'm, I'm trying not to make noises, but it looks like they lost. It looks like they've lost. The way it works out is they've lost one less game. It's the only difference you can see. Yeah, um, but. But do we really think that Stonehill is going to be that far ahead of everybody else when when everything is said and done? Oh no, they'll be they'll be in the last spot when it's done. They just don't even play that many Division One games. Right. That's why I just think it's interesting because so many and and I'm not trying to take away anything from this because you know that you put Arizona State in at 16 in your poll, and I think that uh, Arizona State is easily 16 in the country, maybe even higher. And uh, they're going to continue to try to prove that point. But um, right now there's people that are saying like, oh, you know, if Arizona State had won that that uh, that overtime game or that goal that was disallowed in Duluth, they would be in the they'd be in the tournament right now. Well, uh, no, come to on. be honest, come the, on. The, 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 and I understand it's only the first month of the season, but right now the you know, the, the, the difference in where they are is Colgate and the second game against Colgate. Right. But, uh, we can't really say that they're going to, um, you know, that, that this is where they're at this early in the season. I mean, they're climbing and the, the more wins they continue to, to gather that the higher they're going to climb in the pairwise ranking. So I don't think it's, it's a fair assessment to say, well, if the tournament started today, they would be just out of it. I, I I get that they would be just out of it, but the tournament doesn't start today, well, and the pairwise isn't really designed for that. It's not, but it, it like I said, it's fodder and it gives people something to talk about. Um, at the same time, uh, you do have to kind of keep your eye on it because it does matter. Oh, absolutely, yeah. but but in the words of Paul Hornsby, you know what matters more? Just win, that's baby. That's it. I mean, just win. Just win, and it takes care of itself. Am I not? Am I not right on that? Well, that's what you have to do. Now, there are certain games that 
mean that you have to win more than others or you have or it hurts you less to lose yeah correct and we know that it's it's road games and it's quality opponents it's common opponents better yeah. opponents you you got to stay you know you, you got to if you're going to lose you got to stay close oh well you got to well the score doesn't really matter no but i mean you, you i'm talking about forcing overtime or or things like that uh, well, that definitely helps. They've changed the rules on that a little. Um, you know, it used to be uh, 55-45 if you won in overtime. It's now 66 and, you know, it's two-thirds and one-third. You know, the winner gets two-third of whatever, you know, percentage points or however they whatever they want to call it. Um, and one third, if if you lose, however that however that factors into their mathematical equation. If you, if you lose in overtime, you get a third of a win. If you win in overtime, you get two thirds of a win. And Did Coach I, Powers knows that really, really well. By the way. Yeah, well, I <laughs> I assume that they're doing that to try and get people to not play for ties, because you could see people you would you would see people doing that. Let's 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 take our tie and, and take our chances in overtime because if you lose in overtime, you know last year at fifty five forty five, it's not that big a deal. It's a little bit more of a big deal at sixty six and thirty four. Yeah, yeah, it really is. When you're talking percentage points, and I think we all know that that the last what would you say the last four spots, Paul, in the national tournament in the pairwise rankings really come down to um, percentage points. Yeah, very razor thin margins. There's no question about it, and that's why you, you kind of have to build up your numbers as early as you can. Because obviously, the later you go, the harder it is to move that number in either direction. Yeah, totally agree with you on that. Um, so. so- in in Arizona State's case, you were talking last night a little bit about their final fourteen games or whatever it is, right? And um, you know they're really not going to have a lot of opportunity to move up. I don't think in those last fourteen. Is that a it fair assessment? Be, it's not a, at that point. It should. It won't be about moving up. It's going to be able to hold and serve. It'll be about not moving down. Right. Um, that's why. You know, you can, you can, you know, you were screaming 22 wins and I don't, when you have to play 16 games that you at worst have to go 14 and two in to not destroy your pair wise. If you're saying you only, that that's saying you only have to win eight other games and that is not enough. It's not. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find well, out. I just Listen. think this year that the strength of schedule is so much more difficult than any other year other than the uh, the COVID year playing in the Big Ten, which wasn't even fair. But uh. well, it would it would be nice to try to to find out. I just don't think that 
know, well, I, and you I didn't take say that chance. No, and I didn't say that they were only going to win twenty-two. I said I think they have to win at least twenty-two. Um, and obviously, if they win twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, um, if you put it this way, any team in the country, if you have single-digit losses, you're in the tournament. You're in the tournament. Doesn't really matter if you're in a conference or not. Well, Single-digit losses will get you in because that means you've got more than double the wins. Well, listen, if if, if you went to Coach Powers right now and said, uh, Coach, you have 36 games, 26 and 10, would you take that? Of course you would take that. Take that in a oh, heartbeat. Of course. Yeah. Take that in a heartbeat. 27 and 9, how would that be? No, I don't. I, you know. I'm That's just, a lock. That is a definite lock. You know, but. You have to put yourself in that position, which means you got to win the games early too. Right, and the question is, if you if you let's say let's just say you go crazy if you're Arizona State and you you sweep Minnesota and you you do the unthinkable that at Denver crazy. and you sweep them. Well, that's uh, listen. You do that, then you're. I mean, I don't. I know, but that's only four games, Paul. Yeah, but it, it's four that, games against. Exactly games. that. That's my point. That's my point. If you win that, you win your own tournament. It those games are going to move you so high up in the pairwise right. that you're. It's going to be hard to fall out, no matter what you You'd do. You'd have to but, collapse to do that. Yeah, yeah. So then you just have to kind of, and that's why I think but, the mentality right now in Tempe, Arizona, is we have to win each and every game right now. Uh, we want to win them all, yeah, obviously, but we have we have to win every single game right now in front of us and give us that boost in the pairwise that's why uh it, it frustrates me a little bit when people go oh well they're 22 la 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 no no let them let them get to 10 let them get to seven and oh, um, nice. put them that way you know i mean i don't think coach powers is is looking back right now and going like hey we're we're 22 and you know well uh, we're we're close to the pair i don't think that's on his mind at all oh uh, no i don't think it is i think the only thing on his mind right now is uh uh anchorage Right, and then I think the next test after Anchorage is going to be, like you said, that road trip to Clarkson. That's that's never an easy trip. No. And and if you give those away, then it it just puts a lot of pressure well, on you at home against Minnesota the following weekend. Right. I mean, this is – I don't think there's any question that November and December – will obviously go a long, long way in figuring out whether or not. I mean, it's not that they don't have teams that can help them. Uh, you know, they have the tournament coming up, you know, in January and, and two games against Minnesota State. But, you know, that's not where the season is going to be made or broke. You know, um, the, this this stretch of games coming up, the, the playoffs start now for ASU. Yeah, and, and for everybody that's an independent, they start at the very beginning of the season well, because they don't really have a choice. But here's the interesting thing, and, and I'm talking eyeballs here. When I looked at, and I haven't seen a lot of Western Michigan, but what I have seen of Western Michigan, they've got the identical 5-4-0 and four and o record as Arizona State. But my eyeballs tell me that they are not as good a team as Arizona State. I don't think Western Michigan is going to beat North Dakota once. Well, I mean, you know, listen, I 
you know, they might not. I mean, we still no no one sitting here saying after last weekend that North Dakota is not a top quality team. Um, well, I mean, they are a little bit, like because of the fact that they lost. They've you know they they've lost three games at the first seven. People are starting to be like, hmm, well, maybe they're not. I mean, I have seen a little bit of that. I I don't think they've played enough games to say that. No, and I'll tell no. you something else about North Dakota. They peak right after the Christmas holiday. That's when they start to go on runs, and they'll go on an undefeated run. And here's the difference. If they go on a long run uh, after Christmas, it's against NCHC opponents. Where If Arizona State goes on a long run after Christmas, it's against uh, probably teams that they should beat. Right. Well, this is their long. This has to be their long run now. Yeah, absolutely correct. I think that's uh, that's a, and that's why I wanted to bring up the pairwise. You know, you got to look at it. You got to keep it in the back of your head. The players I know do because I asked them, and they know where they stand and and what they need to do to continue to improve on it. Yeah, even though they even though, and, and and I'm not just this is not just ASU. I mean, all these programs do that. Oh, they of all course. Do. Yeah, of they course are. they do. Well, because because what are you playing for? You're playing to get into the tournament, then you're playing to win it. Yeah. So you know why why would you not keep track of what's happening uh, along alongside of things? But uh, the point being, and the, the reason I want to bring it up as a topic of discussion is, I, I think it's way too early for people to say, well, you know. Uh, if they had won this uh, game against Duluth where a goal was disallowed, they'd be in the tournament now because you said it very aptly that uh, the one that's hurting them is is the loss to Colgate. Right. That's the one that's hurting. Right. That's the one that uh, right now is doing the damage. Now, so, can you so yeah. for so, that at this point? Yes, you can. Go steal a game in Denver. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, go win a pair at Clarkson. Now, yep. is Clarkson what we think they are. I, I don't know. Usually Clarkson plays a certain style, but you know, we don't, we haven't seen them in, in person in a while. And uh, we, we know the coach, the really good coach, but you know, those ECAT, ECAC teams really got whacked with COVID and, you know, they might still be struggling with that. Um, like most of the ECAC teams are. And so, they are uh, 2 5 and 0 oh right now. And if you want to talk pairwise, they're 46th in the pairwise. Well, they're behind Air Force. This is why you, you have to win now. And then, hey, win now and, and then hope that they go on a run to build up their numbers that build up your numbers. And, and of course, the other thing that you got to look at is. Um, you know, they do have a conference tournament to battle through. Right. Uh, they are just barely ahead of Colorado College right now. We know what Colorado College is facing as well. So anyway, let's put a bow on the uh, pairwise talk. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's talk about what's going on uh, with our teams. A couple of teams are off this week, and there are some pretty solid matchups as we kind of alluded to early. So We'll be back in three, four minutes and uh, break into uh, some breakdowns of what's going on this weekend. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. 
Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on NCHC.TV. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? Question, comment, let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is College Hockey West Live. It's our Tuesday night staple. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Maricopa, Arizona, just south of the Phoenix metro area. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from Long Island, New York. Paul, we broke down the pairwise pretty well. Now it's time to uh, talk about some of the teams that are playing. So before we jump into that, let's uh, tell everybody who's not playing. Of course, Arizona State's got the weekend off. 
and uh, so does Fairbanks. I think Fairbanks does. Yeah. yeah, I believe you're right. So that means Alaska Anchorage coming to uh, Colorado again, coming to the Colorado Springs again, this time to play um, Air Force. Right. Your thoughts on this matchup, Paul? What do you think? What's going to happen? Well, I think you got two matchups, uh, two teams that uh, uh, need wins uh, for different reasons. Um, I think there's been some pressure on Air Force this year being picked as, as a favorite, including by me. Not that I'm the one that puts the pressure on them, but. Uh, well, let me ask Frank that if you're applying pressure to him. Well, you can. I mean, <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I'm not the only one. They were picked third to finish third by whoever does their preseason poll. I don't remember if it's coaches or media. They had a very veteran team come back. Um, obviously, the lack of a conference makes these games more uh, urgent for Anchorage. If they want to have a shot, no matter how small that shot might be, um, you have to win these games against teams that are probably at their level or, you know, not far from it, you know, in one direction or the other. And you get a win on the road. So Yeah, and speaking of the road, let's talk about Anchorage's next three weeks. They're going to spend this weekend at Colorado Springs. Right. Next weekend, they're going to go out and play at Arizona State. Yeah, I don't think they're going home. No. They might be. I don't know. I don't no, think so. they're not. They're not. And then they're going to go from Arizona State. They're going to, uh, I believe, bus up to Vegas. They'll be there to play Wednesday and Thursday. Um, yeah, Wednesday and Thursday. Mm. Wednesday against uh, UNLV and Thursday against Liberty. Then they'll fly home. All right. Well, listen. So how's that for a road trip? Well, there are worse road trips. <laughs> true, true, especially in uh, what, late, um, well, mid-November? Yeah, yeah, there could be yeah, a lot worse I mean, road trips. You know, Colorado Springs, Tempe, and, and Vegas. I think a lot of people would settle for that. Sounds like my life. Well, it's true. <laughs> All I like to do is follow you. <laughs> so anyway, they get... Uh, Air Force, they get Arizona State, which is going to be a real test. Both of those will be real tests. And then it's like, don't let your guard down and let two uh, ACHA D1 teams beat you. Because if you let your guard down on the road or you're tired or whatever, you you know those two teams are looking to uh, to show their wares against uh, an NCAA team. Sure, absolutely. Absolutely, just like ASU did the year before they went NCAA. And they had Penn State on the schedule. You know, that first year that Penn State jumped. You know, so, you know, and that was one of ASU's goals that year to, was, was to win a game at Penn State. I'm pretty pretty sure of that anyway. I'm, I'm pretty sure if you asked the coach or you, you did the – or you, you researched it. I'm, I'm just going off memory. But I'm pretty sure that that was one of the goals – that they had that year, you know, the year they were trying to repeat as ACHA national champions. Yep, totally agree with you. Um, okay, so so that's what's going on with uh, Anchorage. Air Force, of course, um, hasn't really lit the world on fire. Uh, they no. did get a nice win at home 
uh, over Colorado College. And I think if you talk to Coach Chris Mayotte at Colorado College, he'll say, um, same old, same old as far as consistency. His team is great and world beaters one night and uh, average at best the second night. Yeah, I mean, once again, maybe giving them too much credit for the way they, they played at the end of the year last year. I don't know. Um, you know, you would think the the having the the year under the system would help. And I guess on certain nights it does. Um, I don't think, uh, you know, the, the, you know, it just, there's, there's still a bunch of new guys on that team and maybe they just haven't blended as fast as we thought they might. Well, one thing is, I, I think the team that should have blended uh, better and should have been off to a better start is Air Force. But we also know that Air Force tends to get better as the season goes on. And right. when it comes to the conference tournament and the NCAA tournament time, they're a team you just don't want to play. Now, you look at the Colorado College side of things. Um, again, I call them the mirror image of, of Arizona State because Coach Powers said for the first, mm, I don't know, four four weeks <laughs> yeah, that uh, his team had 13 new players that had to get to know each other and play together. And they're coming together rather quickly. Well, same thing at, at Colorado college. They got a bunch of new players. The difference is they don't have any transfers coming in Their Their guys are true freshmen yeah, that well, have never that seen this before and have to uh, have to adjust to it and have to learn how to play together. And not only that, but play the college game. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they have a, a, a couple of transfers, but, you know, basically not many. Um, well, not like Arizona State, but, no. but they do have new players, about the yeah, same number I mean, of new players. And that matters. And, you know, some of those guys, you know, the ASU guys have a little bit more experience at the college level, so that matters. Um and like I said, they're just not gelling as fast as 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 we kind of thought they would. Um, but once again, you have the conference season and the conference tournament to uh, reset yourself. So so let's lead into that. This weekend, okay. it's Minnesota Duluth traveling to Robeson Arena to play the uh, Colorado College Tigers. Um, the Bulldogs, not off to their best start by any stretch no. of their imagination. So now you look at what they have and you look at what Colorado College has. Is this the time that Colorado College jumps up and, and bites the Bulldogs, so to speak? I don't know. At, at this point, you know, you have certain expectations of the Vampires and you haven't really seen those this year on a consistent basis. You know, your Bulldogs, you know, going on, the, is it on the road? Yeah. Uh, lose, I mean, losing two at Minnesota State, not a big deal. Um, uh, losing two at home, though, to Wisconsin, that is a big deal. Now, they kind of righted the ship at a, at a, you know, relatively highly regarded Cornell team that was just getting started. So we'll see. Was that a product of Duluth getting itself back together? Or was it a product of Cornell not having played yet? Well, and let me say this. When when Scott Sandlin, and I had a chance to visit with him after the uh, second uh, Arizona State game, 
And uh, he was letting everybody know that, hey, we aren't as good as people think we are. <laughs> we got a lot of improvement to do. Uh, and, and he kind of just reiterated that over and over again about, hey, we're, we're not there yet. We're not the same Bulldog team right now that we're going to be uh, tournament time. So, you know, most of the time the Bulldogs don't don't flounder like they are now, if I can use right. that word. They normally are, are pretty consistent all year long and just get a little better at tournament time or should we say the vampirism comes out and they don't lose at tournament time but um this is unusual and and it's unusual to see them struggling the way they are i mean Wyatt kaiser's had how many penalties already he i think he's missed two games already because of uh suspension maybe more maybe three uh no he's missed he has one game he's played seven out of eight games okay okay i thought he missed two no, he's played seven out of eight games. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, he's uh, he's on the edge, um, and you got to be careful with that because you can't get too many of those. No, uh, before can't. the season uh, racks up on you, or you're uh, you're going to be sitting longer. So anyway, that's the matchup there. So, so your thoughts on that that weekend series at uh, Ed Ropes, and I'll see the first game. Um, uh, I I think we'll we're. <sighs> I, I think this, that this matchup will test both teams in different ways. Um, does does Colorado College kind of get itself together? Uh, I I am sure, obviously, you know, they want to win both games, but um, if they won one and lost one but played consistently... Uh, consistent, yeah, consistently in in both games, to the point where, um, you know, they play well in both games. I think that's what the coach wants to see first, or would want to see first, because that leads to more wins. And, you know, going on the road, going to Colorado College. I know Duluth does it every year, but still. You know, you, you still have to take that second half of the first game and adjust to the atmosphere, the altitude. Yeah, for sure. Let me ask you this, Paul, because uh, I've made a lot of the uh, the goaltenders at Colorado College. Last weekend, Coach Mayotte went with uh, Matt Vernon both games. Um, I'm curious as to if that's going to change again this weekend. And will it be Matt Vernon and uh, Caden Embarico, or does he give Caden Embarico two nights now? I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, yeah, Vernon had a shutout on Friday night, so you kind of almost have to go back to him. But you know how much of the second night at Air Force was the team in front of him, as opposed to his play. Yeah, I get that. And uh, not to take anything away from, from Matt Vernon, but um, there's a guy wearing maroon and gold in Tempe that uh, no matter what the team does in front of him, he pretty much stands on his head and will make the saves uh, whether his team doesn't play well in front of him. And I think that might be the difference. And I've been telling you this all year, and you've been, I think, in agreement with me, is that T.J. Semptonfelter is so far the difference 
in what Arizona State has. Oh, and not to take away anybody else, but, man, there's so much confidence, Paul, brewing behind, uh, playing in front of that guy. Well, I, I, you know, uh, to a man, they've said that. Um, it also helps when you block 20 shots. Right, but I'm talking about when you when you screw up, like you saw a couple of screw ups against North Dakota, and you said right. it yourself. You said, "Man, that could have hurt them," and it didn't. And a lot right. of that's got to do with TJ. Well, I'm I'm sure. I mean, um, you know, when you're confident in your goalie, you play a little looser. You play a little more instinctively. Um, you play less cautious. I'm not saying you play crazy, but you know what I'm saying when you when when you, when when you're not playing tight, right? When you play loose. Yep. You know you're not gripping your stick or whatever. Yep. Um, that makes a big big difference. Okay, so let's move on to what I think is a really cool matchup. It's Lindenwood traveling to Army. You were up at Army last year, had a chance to see the uh, the yeah. building and yeah. the atmosphere. Uh, how's uh, Lindenwood going to fare against Army? Well, you know, I, I, I can't sit here and say, you know, we said it last night when we had um, the, the, the Lindenwood uh, Athletic Director, uh, sorry, the Vice Chancellor. Vice President of Intercollegiate Athletics. Jason Coomer. The, the inter, you, know. <laughs> you got the Jason Coomer part good. That's good. Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> You know, they have been in every game. They, they, I mean, there's maybe one game so far out of the the eight that they haven't really been in for the month of October. I'm sorry, the at ten games. They play. I guess they played more games than anybody else college hockey because they haven't taken a week off yet. That might get to them this weekend. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Uh, how how are they going to fare, and when is that breaking point going to hit? Um, you know the service academies. You know how they play. They've already played Air Force, but they played right. them at home, and they right. played them coming off of an opportunity to be in front of their home crowd for the very first time as an NCAA right. program. Um, so, your your thoughts on Army? What what's going to happen out there? Well, I don't I don't know. I, I I expected a little bit more out of Army than 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 they've shown so far. Gavin Abrick is is a quality goalie, um, but. They've definitely struggled at one five and one. Uh, you know, uh, they got their first win on Sunday against Dartmouth. You know, once again, is that a is that a product of them having played and Dartmouth not? I don't know. Um, you know, eight goals is still eight goals. They gave up eight a couple of days before that against AIC. So, so let me ask you this, and Paul. And three in the conference. I, you know, it's just. Go ahead. Uh, how do you build a wall at Army? Oh, a brick it. at a time. Yeah. yeah <laughs> whatever. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think that's going to be a good weekend series. I would not be surprised to see a split, Paul. I, I think Winnipeg no, might I, come I, out and get it done on Friday and then uh, lose the Saturday night game. But uh, it'll be a good series, much better than I think people thought at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I think, like I said, Lindenwood has played just about everybody tough. Every every game has been tough. They've scored more goals than I think people expected them to. 
The other thing is, it, what's happening is they played so many games now. These guys are getting experience. You know, coaches right. will tell us, as they always have, that uh, about midway through the season, you're not a freshman anymore, right? You've you played enough games to where you're not a freshman. You should be doing better, uh, do better things than yeah, well, they're, uh, say they're, a freshman. They're probably at that point of Lindenwood now, right? I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. More games than anybody else in the country to this point. Correct. So. Okay, so let's go up to where I'm going to be Saturday night, right up uh, I-25. I hope there's not snow on the road when I get there, but there could very well be. Um, <laughs> the Denver Pioneers, the defending national champions, who are back on a roll after that uh, stumble at UMass on the road, and um, they get to to uh, play host to St. Cloud State, who right now I, I think is is a team that everybody wants to know, are they for real? I, I think everybody thinks – I think that's the truth. Um, a big four-game stretch here for Denver with this weekend hosting St. Cloud and next week going up to see the Sioux. I think it's a big, big four-game stretch. Um, get off to a really good start in the conference season. You know, if you take three out of four, that puts you at uh, five and one of the conference going into Thanksgiving. When you get Omaha at home, so yeah, and they're they're gonna like that. They're gonna like having Omaha in their yard. Well, they always like playing at home, right? I mean, yeah, Denver but I think, Denver, I think Denver doesn't lose much there. No, and I think that's a, a good time to get them, especially after coming off of what we both think are going to be a couple of tough weekends. Um, Saint Cloud in Magnus, and then of course, as you just mentioned, going to North Dakota. Coming back, you kind of want, and I'm not going to take anything away from Omaha, but it's a little bit of a easier task to go up against Omaha than it would be to say have to come back and play uh, Colorado College, or to play um, UMD, or yeah. to play Arizona State right off the get go. Yeah, well, you know, you get Omaha, you, you know, you get that four game stretch at home, um, and you know, like you said, you set yourself up to make a nice run in the conference and you could put some distance between yourself and those two teams that have started off, you know, uh, St. Cloud obviously started off very hot. And I think we're going to find out, we're, we're going to find out if we're right or wrong. Yep. We certainly will. Um, I want to ask you just a little bit about some individual players that are standing out and we'll start right with Denver. When you look at uh, the season that Carter Mazur is off to, uh, no surprise to me. Any surprise to you in that? What that that Mazer has started off with double, uh, you know, uh, shooting <laughs> everything going in the net. I mean, he's one out of every three shots goes in the net. I mean, that's that's insane. You know, yeah, he is. He nuts. is absolutely red hot right now, and uh, a lot of it's got to do with he. You know, we saw it last year. He goes right to the front of the net. And uh, he battles, and he battles, and he battles. And uh, when you see that, um, you know that he's going to be there. I uh, believe he's tied for uh, ninth in uh, the scoring race, if that's uh, correct. Him and uh, Casey Dornbach, his teammate, both yeah, tied except, with uh, 12 points for the ninth those, spot. Yeah, except those two guys are not even first on their team in points. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> I know Massimo Rizzo is just on fire. Well, He's so. second in the country uh, with 14 points, just four behind Adam Fantil from Michigan. But man, Massimo is a player, Paul. He well, is I, I a player. It. I get it. And somebody's got to feed Mazer the puck. Yeah. And when they do feed it to him, he usually finishes. Well, he has this year so, so far. I mean, listen, I mean, nobody thinks that Mazer can't score, but this is, this is, you know, he's almost up to his total from last year. I mean, that's, that's, the, the continue at this pace is unrealistic. But yeah, you know. it is, but, but he's a really good player. And, uh, no, no, he, and that line has been great. Yeah. Obviously. Okay. That line so, has been great. So let's go to the uh, the goaltending stats again. This one always blows me away, especially early in the year. But T.J. Semptonfelter, if you looked at it, is uh, marked as the 33rd goaltender in NCAA hockey. Now, that is just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. No, it depends on the number you're using. I can You can switch it around. It's goals against average that, that you're probably looking at. You know, if you look at save percentage, wham, you know, he's up to, he's 13th or tied for 13th or, you know, whatever, however you want to interpret those numbers. You know, it's going to, but, but you also got to look at the number of games played. Well, I and... get it, but that's why, but that's why I, I kind of look at this as a team stat because the two guys at UConn, you know, that's almost an entry, you know, um, St. Cloud has used Dominic Bassey and Jackson Caster. So it's not just, you know, so the, those kind of, you know, that's like basically one team. Um, you know, uh, like I said, you can you can let me know what, what stat you want to use. Um, let's see if we can. Uh, I, don't, I don't care about the height and weight in this particular question here. Um, well, Dominic Bassey right now is uh, is third in goaltending stats. He's played four games. Yeah, he's got four wins, but who has he beat, Paul? Well, see, but that's why I say you got to look at that as kind of an entry with the, with him and Jackson Caster. And we love Jackson. I'm going to take anything away from him, but he's oh, only played no, four but, games too. And who has he played? Well, let's put it this way. If you take away Yale and Brown, who've only played two games, ASU's goaltending, i.e. TJ Semptonfelter, would be seventh in the country in save percentage. Correct. Correct. Okay. So, and, and these are the team stats, right? And though that number is just beneath, you know, UConn's at 939, uh, St. Cloud is at 936, Northeastern 936. UMass Lowell, 9-3-3. So even though, you know, UConn and, and St. Cloud have kind of shared the goaltending, like I said, if you take Yale and Brown out of it because they've only played two games, you know, the the, goal the, the team goaltending numbers are in the top 10. Yeah, I, I guess the thing that, that I'm looking at this year, and I don't know, maybe it's just I'm looking at it closer this year, but in, in years past, it didn't seem like it was this, lopsided it seemed like the guys that were were your top goaltenders and you know who they are i mean uh you just looked on the list and you can tell that uh you know um uh 
the uh, Jackson casters maybe uh, aren't going to be there at the end of the year. And again, we love Jackson and, and the stuff that he does. And Dominic Bassey, we don't know if he's going to be there at the end of the year. But you look at guys like Devin Levi, you know he will be. Right, but you can only when, go by what you can only go by what you got now. Yeah, I know that, but I, I just, I it, to me, it hasn't been this glaring of a difference. Um, maybe I just haven't looked at that closely. Maybe it's this way every year, but it seems different to me. Well, like I said, you can only go by what what's in front of you now, and that's why, you know, there's an old expression. Um, if you look at the back of the guy's baseball card, he's going to be what he always is within X number of standard deviations within the standard deviation. You're going to have guys that have the odd year, but guys are going to be who they are over the long term. We just have to wait and see. Good point. Great way to end the show on um, anything else that you've got that we need to get out there that I maybe have missed Paul. No, I, I think we're good. I mean, you know, at this point, right. We just, more games start on Thursday. There's a game or two on Thursday night. We just, you know, get going and and just keep watching and keep doing what we do. A little programming note for you and everybody else. Uh, the Podbean app is going to go down from 10 p.m. Eastern Sunday night, so we need to start an hour earlier. You got a problem with that? Yeah, I always have a problem think starting so. early. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> you love starting early and you know it. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so, so we got to start at what? So we're going to start it, and we're going to start at uh, eight thirty Eastern time. Okay. All right, I'm you're good with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I figured you would be. I figured yeah. you would be. Just a little extra sleep. Yeah, a little extra. Yeah, I hear you. All right, take it away from the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask. College Hockey West Live is brought to you by AT and T Wireless, where unlimited your way lets you choose the right plan for each member of your family. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Now at our two locations, the original at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard and our new location at 308 North Boulder Hender Highway in Henderson. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury's and Suites, an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now at DruryHotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to TopGolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. Liberty University, hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. Buy M-Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M-Drive formula is for you. And buy College Hockey, Inc. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at wherever you get your podcasts from. Subscribe, rate, and review. Search for ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We'll say goodnight. Uh, with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, uh, De Niro. But before that, 
a big shout out to uh, the folks at Caesars and of course Harris here at Akchen. I will be back uh, a couple more times in November since this is uh, going to be where I'll be after a week or so back in the uh, Rocky Mountains. So look forward to being back here and thanks for the hospitality and everything that they do. Also, our good friends at uh, Behind the Mask have re-upped with us for another year of presenting College Hockey West Live. So we appreciate that. And uh, if you'd like to join us, we have plenty of spots available to join the podcast, join the website, uh, join our social media. We're looking forward to it. So we'll say good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>